and you. Hi, this is Roberta Fallon, and I'm here today with Amanda Wagner and Julius Ferraro, who are the brain trust of Curate This, a new online publication in Philadelphia dedicated to the arts. So I just want to tell you that I knew both Amanda and Julius before they got together and did Curate This. And Philadelphia is a really small world, we all know that. So I knew Julius as a performer and a playwright and a friend of my friend, Mary Shaw. I believe that's how I knew you. And I knew Amanda as a writer for the DrexelPhilly.com Art Reach, is that what it was called? Art Attack. Art Attack, right. Um, because she, you interviewed Libby and me for a story you were doing. So there's that preamble. And then it made a lot of sense when I heard Curate This was coming about. So you're both writers, editors, artists, performers. It seems like a natural fit to create an online publication. On the other hand, why did you want to do it? Um, so thank you, Roberta. So um, Amanda called me one night and said, come out for a drink. I have an idea. Oh, and an I origin said, story. <laughs> right. This is great. Yes. Right. And then I said, it's raining. I don't want to. And then and she I said, I don't care. <laughs> That's about right. And so, um, but really, like, like the, the idea behind Curate This came from Amanda. So I think she should kind of talk about that. Yeah, I mean, we had been discussing having some sort of blog or, or, or something that tied us to the arts outside of our freelancing. Um, so for us, it was just a matter of what that would look like. Um, we felt for our schedules and other reasons that having a blog that only you and I, you know, contributed to was much. And we were also going through the stage where, like, questioning the role of the critic. Um, you know, we can't speak to the entirety of Philadelphia's art scene. Um, and so for me, answering that question was really important. Who can? And the obvious answer was the artists, those who are constantly contributing to the art scene. Uh, so the idea was to create something digitally um, that held those voices, that documented them, that gave artists the opportunity to have a more critical conversation about the arts in Philadelphia. That's really well put. And you've been doing this now almost a year? Is it a year yet? I think it's been a year. We didn't yes. celebrate properly. Bravo. It's, no. it's definitely been a year because yeah. I re-upped things. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think about a year. No, since, you renewed uh, your yeah. contract yeah, for your web Yeah, I renewed post. things. It's definitely been a year. Yeah. <laughs> so your website is very beautiful, and it's very image-rich. So it, it is artistic. And I want to know if you put it together yourselves, because Philly is this great DIY town, or who put it together for you? So we put it together with a web developer and a graphic designer um, who are friends of ours, uh, Chester and Diane Pizzuto. Um, yeah, and they were just amazing. They, they worked this out with us. They were sold on the concept. Um, and as this is a very DIY kind of project, um, we paid them, I think, in snacks and booze. I think that's... Yeah really yeah. <laughs> sketched out plans on my studio apartment floor. Right. Yeah. 
and it was it was a wonderful way to start it because it really began as a collaboration um, and just digging down into into the art that goes into designing the structure of a website and then designing the image the the look of a website was very much about four people who all want to make a vision come together um, collaborating on it and so that I think that set us up in a funny way for the constant constant collaborative process of curing mm-hmm. this. Yeah, well let's get into the process because I think that's unique in art publications. Um, it does seem to me that you're forcing collaboration. What you Can you explain how it works in you know 25 words or less? Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's um, I think we would say facilitating collaboration, but sometimes it does feel like forcing collaboration. And, and the, the way that it works is that we reach out to an artist that either we know or that we've wanted to know, um, and we ask them to curate a week of content with, uh, on Curate This. And so, and then what they do is we, we have a list of prompts that each inspire, that, that are things like um, my problem with the arts in Philadelphia or homework or, um, or uh, photos of you in the studio. And so in each of those prompts are designed to inspire someone to write a piece. They, the artist that we're reaching out to writes one or three pieces and they pick two other artists to each respond to one of the prompts. So they have to reach out to their network and bring other people in. And so in that way, sometimes it is forcing because it's something that they wouldn't have done before. It's really interesting um, because we we suggest the three pieces as a total, but some people do more. We have an artist on right now who's committed to the five, um, and people approach it very differently. We've had artists who choose specific prompts for specific artists. We have artists who reach out to a pool of people and ask them to choose their prompts. Um, it's, it's very fascinating seeing the way that creators decide how they want to curate content with us. Have you ever found someone that said to you, I'm not a collaborator, or I'm not a curator? Everybody collaborates uh, you know, on one level or another, but have you ever had someone that you reached out to say, I can't cl- uh, curate? I don't think they, it's not as much about the curation element, but we have encountered people who um, maybe don't feel like they have that network in Philadelphia to reach out to. Uh, And we are a Philly-centric publication, um, so the majority of our artists do come from here, and we really encourage people to work with Philadelphia artists and, and their network here. I also think for a lot of people, it is hard to, and I totally understand this, um, because we encounter it every day while doing, curate this, it is hard for them to reach out and ask their friends to to write something or ask people that they've never, some people are excited about it, some people are very timid about it, um, and I understand that. And I think it's, um, it's, when, it's when you start to realize that, that you're not asking them to give you something, but to work with you on something, that it becomes that it becomes easier. Well, let's talk about the writing aspect because mm-hmm. it is writing heavy, and not everybody is a comfortable writer. So, but you do have one prompt I know because um, one of the people that I worked with when I collaborated with you on a curation did it, and it was not a written thing. It was. It was a comic. It, 
-hmm. We had a comic. Mm -hmm. We also had, uh, I think you're referring to disposable light. Yeah, the dis... Um, mm -hmm. which is you carry around a disposable camera the with camera. you for roughly around a week. Right. And um, we developed those, and uh, Tyler Klein did that for you, and he turned them into these beautiful GIFs, and and it was fabulous. Uh, so we say written because I, I think the majority of the work on our site is written, um, but a lot of people approach it. We encourage people to approach it however they want. We've had somebody respond to a prompt with a uh, like glass mosaic <laughs> and provide context, of course, because context is key. Uh, it was actually a stained glass. It was a stained glass. Piece of okay. stained glass that he Correction. Made. But, uh, and we have video pieces. And so we do say, uh, you know, approach this however you feel inspired to approach this. Because it is a digital publication, we will need A, B, and C. But have fun with it enjoy yourself and say something important so someone actually made a stained glass piece for you yes yeah. um and 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 he was responding to it was one of our earliest pieces and what he made a stained glass piece that was um as well as he remembered it a mural that had been around 20 years before i think and so he was kind of doing this and then he wrote he wrote an essay to go along with it to contextualize yeah. it yeah, yeah. but it was really it was really exciting and i think when we first made the prompts one of the things we struggled with was how to how to get people because not everyone is a writer and that that question at the beginning you know journalists we as journalists can't put all the comments can't comment on everything that's going on in philadelphia and we can't be the, and we're not the only voice out there so how do we get people who are more visual how do people who are not writers and get their voices on the website. And um, and so we tried to create prompts that were open to that. Um, and the other side of it is that we do work with non-writers. If you're not a writer and you want and you want to write a piece for us, um, we have, a, like, we will work with, we'll kind of like handhold through an editing process. And so that is also something that we do that's really nice. That's great to know yeah. because I'm sure people are out there quaking, writing, writing, horrible. Yeah. But if you're ready to help them, that's yeah. that's half the battle. Um, let's talk about your mission because when a person goes to curate this website, it's uh, and the URL is curatethisphilly.com. Philly.com, yeah. yeah. So you go to the website and there's a little question mark right smack dab at the top. So you would probably want to click on that. <laughs> and I clicked on it, and <laughs> it's like your about page. So it, it gives, it opens a little window that tells um, what you are and why you're doing what you are. And I said to myself, these guys have a mission, because you talk about why you're doing what you're doing in terms of Philly being this very art rich city there's tons of art going on here arts of all sorts and yet we are and i'm quoting continually we f we continually fail to show up on the international arts radar is what you say on your website and then you say you aim to correct this problem <laughs> so i said to myself this is really high ambition um and a wonderful mission so how How'd you come up with that mission? And do you think it's really fulfillable? Um, well, number one, we aim to be a platform where artists uh, define and drive the conversation about the arts in Philadelphia. And for us, that's the first step into having a larger conversation is encouraging our artists to talk about what they're doing. Um, 
And when you look at a lot of our major just general publications, there's not as much art coverage as you would see in, say, New York or Chicago. Um, so I think this is a place where we can start to talk about what we're doing, document what we're doing, and have conversations with each other. So it starts off as really a support network in a way uh, that I think, you know, hopefully with social media gets picked up in other places and we can have the conversations that we're having here in a national way. I know that you just had a real world program. You had a, an event at Tattooed Moms, right, on South Street? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And how was that? <laughs> Awesome. Was it a blast? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. We had a panel drunk discussion. <laughs> uh, you wanna? <laughs> yeah, so the panel drunk discussion was um, to get what we do at Curate This live. And so it was, we had, uh, we had four panelists and kind of experts in their field. And um, we, play, we had them answer questions, serious questions about the arts, and also play drinking games with the audience. And it was really great. It was, um, it was, it was, we had never done, we had never done anything live for Curate This before. So it was exciting to see how much the audience got into it. And um, it, I thought what was really great was it towards, especially towards the end, it started to feel like a conversation. And so, um, and that's really what we want. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Tattoo Moms was like the best place to have yes. it at as well. Um, Robert Perry, who owns Tattoo Moms, is super accommodating and wonderful and really supports local artists. He's been having a lot of exhibits there. So it was really a natural fit. Cool. So you would do another one. I'm hearing uh, yes. that you would do another yes. one. We definitely, God we, willing. We want, to do more, we want to do more events for sure. And we've talked about possibly doing the, uh, an, another drunk discussion. So. Okay. Was, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. We look forward to yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> switching to another topic. Do you have, you know, longevity in publishing world is rather a problem, shall we say? Um, do you have a business plan or wh what's, what do you think? Can you sustain this for five years, ten years? What, what's mm -hmm. your yeah. hope and <laughs> dream? Well, number one, when we had that boozy conversation where I made Julius ride his bike in the rain to talk about this concept, right? The number one thing was this has to be sustainable. We have to be able to sustain this and not, you know, throw our wallet at it and see if it works. So this is something that we manage, um, and that's really a lot of the times it's just us. Uh, and we both have full-time jobs. And so right now, you know, yeah, this could this could potentially live forever as is. Um, <laughs> but we do want to build out. Um, and we're, we're figuring out more ways to do that. One of the things that we're really focused on is getting feedback from the community itself. Uh, so one of the things that we're looking at doing right now is having small salons with local artists and, and just trying to get feedback, hearing about what's important to, you know, the people who are writing on our site. Um, and letting that influence following steps. That sounds great. Um, <clears throat> have you experienced much in the way of change in the publication over the course of the year? My experience with Art Blog is that 
art blog is like a child, and it's, it changes all the time. You're always adding. You hope to stay one step ahead of the technology, and you know the internet is always changing. And so what, what's your experience? You've been at this a year now. Is there things like road bumps that you've run into that are going to cause you to do something different in year two? or? Um, I think that there are little things that have changed. We've definitely like defined our own our own tasks a little more, um, a little better than we had at the start when it was just we're we're gonna make this happen and we're gonna share everything. So that's good. But I think so far as the the actual content on the website, the sample size is rel is small enough that it's hard to tell if anything has changed or is changing. I think that over the next year or two, we'll have a better idea of how our interaction with the, with the community is actually yeah. changing. We've been really introspective this past year. We want to perfect our process, and our roles was a big part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, we were both editing and doing engagement, you know, like some form of engagement, whether going to shows or galleries and trying to, and inviting specific individuals to contribute. Uh, we found that that didn't work for us, mainly because I really did not like editing and I think you got tired of sitting down with mm -hmm. people. And I yeah. was like, oh, <laughs> but I love that part. <laughs> you're like, oh, I love that part. So we defined our roles and that's worked out Pretty, that's that's probably been the most significant change we've yes. experienced in terms of, you know, our our process, uh, and that's definitely for the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Collaboration is also something that changes. Yes. Over time. Yes. So Absolutely. It's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I have to ask you some demographic information now because <laughs> I just think I want to know and people want to know. You both are very young. So how old mm -hmm. are you? 25. I'm 30. Very young. So, and you've Thank done you. this for a year now. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, and tell me about how you met. <laughs> we met at a surrealist dinner party. <laughs> well, yes. And so it's funny. I actually, I think I, so I made, I made the connections with, with both of you technically on the same day. Because oh, I, I didn't went, know that. my uh, no, yeah, my friend. Uh, I made a lot of connections, kind of on one day. My friend Kat, uh, Kat Zagaria, who is now, who was one of our first uh, curators and is now in Chicago. Um, it would every once in a while take me, the theater guy, off to First Friday, and we went on an art walk, art tour, art safari, art safari. We went on an art safari, and I met you and Libby. And um, at that same night, I met some guy who's had this thing about this surrealist dinner party that I should go to, which I then wrote about for the art blog. And um, then after the surrealist dinner party, at another one of the kind of events, because this was at Little Berlin, they had... Well, no, no, it was Plato's Porno Cave, right? That's the, yeah, Plato's that was Porno the Cave. exhibit, but the surrealist dinner was the journalist Oh, piece, right, yeah. I believe. That was, yeah, and that was like a, a few days later, and it was part yeah. of... So I went to Plato's Porno Cave, and then met Amanda, um, ate her empanadas, and called them... Pierogies. Pierogies. And I... It was, it was a very interesting scene. So um, I was working for either... 
Art Attack with the Daily News or Philly.com, I don't remember. Uh, but everybody who had written a piece or mentioned this in the media got invited to this surrealist dinner party. And I remember very uh, distinctly there's a mannequin with wine coming out <laughs> of its breast and, like, I was definitely drinking too much. And we were all encouraged to bring a dish and I had, like, slaved over some empanadas in this crappy apartment I was living in. I bring them in and you go, oh, pierogies. <laughs> and those are the first words we exchange each other. At that moment, I wasn't like, I want to work with you. But shortly after, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That is hilarious. I almost broke my nose that night, too. I, I had a scar that. for a, a good period of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> That's how I mark a good night. <laughs> we run out of things fun. to say. You can tell the story. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. So, and are you both from Philadelphia? Or where are you from? I am. I grew up in Mayfair in northeast Philly. I am not. I've been up here for roughly six years now, but I am a Cuban from South Florida. I was going to say, when you said empanadas, it oh, really yeah. came out like a natural. <laughs> <laughs> It, sometimes it doesn't, unfortunately, because I've been up here for six years. Empanadas. <laughs> Empanadas. <laughs> and did you come up here for a reason? School. School. What school. school? Drexel. Drexel. Okay. And you're still here. I am. What do you think? <laughs> Are you going to stay for a while? Do you I miss mean, I Miami? I might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't miss Florida. Um, plus, I go there enough to never miss it. Um, but yeah, Philly's great. It's wonderful. I'm enjoying it, and I'm probably going to be here for a while. <laughs> and how about you? You think of leaving Philly sometimes? Yes. No, he doesn't. I do. I do. Not for a little bit. My uh, my my career is still very much in a kind of a fledgling state where if I transplanted it, it would break and die. But I I I've, you know I've lived in Philly my whole life except for school in upstate New York and nine months in Atlanta. And so the idea of living somewhere else seems like something I should do. So eventually, I could imagine leaving. Yeah. Um, and so what do you do when you're not working on Curate This? You both have day jobs. Yes. What do you do? I work at uh, Mural Arts and the Restored Spaces Initiative, which is an environmental, uh, it's an environmental arts initiative at Mural Arts, and we work, we're kind of always working towards social practice. We're, it's a tricky thing to be in, but we're always trying to do it, so, um, and I'm sort of a, I'm a project coordinator for uh, Shari Hirsch. I work at the City of Philadelphia for, <laughs> uh, in digital communications at the City's non-emergency call center. And then in your spare time, or every moments you can you write right when yeah. you write you're writing well, plays so and i'm a playwright and sometimes performer and i'm also um an editor and a writer for thinking dance which is another publication it's a dance publication in philadelphia yes. i've been doing that for about a year yes and you're writing reviews Yes, I write reviews and uh, mostly reviews, but also sometimes interviews. Um, I'm working on a couple of interviews right now, getting ready for Fringe. So, yeah. Do you ever write for Curate This, the two of you? It was the intention early on that we would always have a place. Um, And we still do. It's built into the site. Whenever we want to write about something, we can. Uh, But 
I think for us, it just hasn't been a good time to write about anything um, or just like focus that in general. We, it's, it's very difficult when you're maintaining the entire site to also be working on, you know, a few pieces. Um, and it, it's something that has to be steady because there's that placement and we can either turn it off or on. But uh, so we think about it all the time, definitely. Conversations, absolutely. Yeah. Do we do it? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Rarely. I think in the future we will do it some more. Uh, but we're really focused on getting just awesome content in. Yeah, from other people. It sounds yeah. to me like your mission really is yes. to sort of create, as you said, a platform mm -hmm. for other people to use it. Yeah. To be useful. Yeah. Granted, we still have a lot of very important and interesting things to say. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> so, so we will no be returning doubt. to that at some point. <laughs> cool. Um, what are you really excited about now in Philadelphia? What What excites you? Anything? Well, um, I mean, so we're done with the DNC. The Pope <laughs> came and went. The Phillies are bombing out. What What's exciting you? Well, aren't the Phillies always bombing out? <laughs> Isn't that kind of what they do? That's the Philly um, thing. Yeah. Do you know that? I don't know that. Well, I I hear you hear my that. I Uber hear that drivers too. talk about it, and <laughs> they people are always surprised that they're not doing well. Um, <laughs> but I, so I'm I'm I am actually I'm excited for Fringe. Is coming up next month, and um, year to year, my excitement about it changes. But um, I'm really excited this year. There's a lot of great work, and there's um, there are a pair of artists who have uh, recently transplanted to Philadelphia from New York, and they're doing a play called Cellophane, which is by my favorite playwright Mac Wellman. Um, and I'm really excited to see that because he just doesn't get done in Philadelphia, and he's a very different animal from anything that really gets made and he's uh, so i'm excited to see that happen that's that's the big thing on my cool right now are you gonna write about it yes i'm, well, I'm doing a preview for um i'm working on an interview right now for thinking dance cool how about you Amanda? i just saw something very exciting um you mentioned the dnc the truth to power show did you get a chance to see that i did not it no. was marvelous i i really enjoyed it uh yeah. i thought it was a very different feel from a lot of the exhibits that I've I've seen in Philadelphia, um, and intentionally so. It was a total implant job, but uh, it was very very cool. Brought in, a, it was a really good mix of local artists and like national and international artists. It was very cool to see Shepard Fairey had pieces in it. Uh, Banksy even had a piece in it, and then you had a bunch of local artists. So it was it was very cool. Um, and the space that they used, which was at 990 Spring Garden, was neat. And I, I hope that that space will continue to be used for, for more art and very cool art shows. Okay. This was the Rock the Vote thing that was yes. here only during the Three DNC. days. Yeah, three days. I, I helped um, set up some of it, too, on Saturday because I, I like to get in there and get dirty and... I was convinced I was going to destroy somebody's art like several times, <laughs> but I didn't, and and I'm very proud of myself for That's that. Great. Bravo! Yeah, I just stick vinyl stickers onto boxes. That's hard. Giant ones. It was very it difficult. It was really a three difficult. people job. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you'd like to say to the listeners about curate this? If if someone wants to approach curate this to do a curation, what do they do? 
So actually in that in that little question mark, I think there's directions about that, but they can email curatethisart at gmail.com and let us know that they want to curate a week of content. It's different from our URL. It's curatethisart it at gmail. Um, yeah, so a lot of the way that we connect with people is uh, asking, inviting them to participate. Uh, so a great thing to do, which we don't get enough of, are people asking us to come to events to, to see their work. Mm -hmm. um, that's a thing that we would enjoy for people to do, is be like, come to the specific thing and see this and tell me what you think and maybe we can work together. So people want to do that. They are more than welcome to. Yes. Okay, <laughs> you heard it, you yes. heard it here. All right, well thank you Julius and thank you Amanda. Thank you. Thank you Roberta. You're welcome.